All right, you're listening to 101.7 Civil Radio in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. Welcome, everyone, to episode three of Bush League with Beast and the Bear. I'm your host, Carl Ungren, and with me, my co-host, the Beast, still snapping sticks in rec league hockey, Mr. Justin Orlowitz. You ready for this one, Orly? Oh, yeah, big time. Been yeah. ready all week. We have a big show tonight, so let's get Huge. right into it. By the way, I love that intro. Hey, thanks, that, brother. That, that intro was just... Fantastic. Oh, you're talking about the music, not me. Oh, oh no, you're not. The, uh, well, let's talk about both, actually. But oh. I mean, no, definitely, definitely the music uh, is. Uh, oh, it's 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 great. And, oh, you uh, must and your and your intro is definitely uh, on on point. Especially this is what the third or fourth one you've done now. So uh, <laughs> thanks, you're, brother. You're, you're, you de- must... you're definitely money right now, baby. You, you probably say that to all the people you co-host shows with. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get started. So let's start off with the two games for the Abbotsford Canucks this week. Both at home against the Ontario Rain, that damn Ontario Rain coming in. Yeah. Uh, tough homestand against the boys from California. We were without Justin Bailey, now playing with the big club, which left a huge hole in the lineup. He was our guy that helped us gain the zone and get on the attack. Orly, you've been going to the Vancouver games uh, quite a bit. How's um, Bailey doing up there? Uh, well, actually, he was a big part of that uh, third period comeback on Tuesday against the Rangers. I saw him. I counted at least five shifts, maybe even six. I'm pretty sure he got he at least created some sort of uh play that got in uh got one of those goals in and got the game tied up. So um yeah. Yeah, he's um he's starting to he's starting to come around and he's starting to see almost a regular shift out there. Um I don't I'm pretty sure he's still in the fourth line there, but um he's definitely getting uh getting a lot of ice time for a fourth liner out there and uh he's starting to make a difference, which is nice to see. Is he there to stay, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This, I don't know about staying to, to stay, but um, I mean, for now, I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I don't see how they can send him down. Okay. Uh, in Abbotsford, do you feel that anyone stepped up to fill those shoes? Um, well, for me, it was the other Sheldon. Sheldon Dries. Dries. By saying it right, Dries. Dries. Yeah, Sheldon Dries. Dries or Dries. 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 Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, two goals in the loss on Friday yep. night. Yeah. And. Um, I don't know. I think Nick, filling those shoes for Nick Patan and uh, Justin Bailey, those are big shoes to fill. Like, I, I don't know if there's anyone that we have that really can step up. Maybe maybe a Klimovich eventually steps up into that into a goal scoring role. Um, like a yeah, I think where it's left a big hole is in what, that what, ability to gain the zone and keep the zone, fight down low. I'll tell you who I've thought has has filled that role is number fifty six Sheldon Rempel. The other Sheldon. Yeah, the other Sheldon. Uh, he's really stepped up. He gains his own well, fights for and comes up with the puck down low. Uh, but I'm I, you know, I'm loving I'm loving the Sheldon to Sheldon action so far this season. <laughs> that was I'm pretty sure that was the first two. That was both goals, Sheldon to Sheldon. That, or at least well, one of them for sure. One of them for sure was a Sheldon to Sheldon. Yeah, well, the action between him and Sheldon drives number fifteen drives with the two goals on Friday, as you mentioned, and Rempel with assists on both goals. One of them was a tape to tape pass on that one on Friday. They also had another one on Saturday like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the other. Huge, like I say, Sheldon Sheldon goal on Saturday night to tie the game. And you had uh, you had Sheldon as your player. You had Dries as your uh, player of the game as well. So yeah, I did. So it sounds like we're both in agreement on. on I, that I'd one. say so. I'd say he's definitely the guy that's that's jumped I mean, into that role. Two goals, and, and I actually remember seeing somebody else. Uh, I think it was one of our competitor broadcasts. They had like a three three star thing, and they didn't even have Sheldon Dries on the list. I was like, what game were you watching? But anyways, was this, uh, was this the Ontario guys? I'm not too sure which guys they were, to be honest. But uh, regardless, I thought it was kind of crazy. <laughs> it looked like an out-of-town score, out-of-town thing. But I think it was some local guys that kind of came to that. But regardless, um, yeah, so these these two players really stepped up. 
They're leading the team offensively. Um, and how do you think, gorgeous... do you think that? Do you think that's enough, though? Well, here, I wanted to say one thing. So, like, how gorgeous was that tip? Uh, uh, that tip in by Drys on Friday night because I know you and I have talked about you're a big fan of tip ins. Yeah, it's and... the hardest. That's the hardest play to stop in hockey. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me more about that and the development of that within the game. Well, I mean, there's clearly some chemistry there. I mean, they're they're reading each other to the point where they can do that. So, I mean, yeah. I, I I'm just I'm just scared that that we need more guys to step up. Like, I agree. Like we had, there was a nice fight on Friday as well. Um, and uh, I mean, some the guys are stepping up however they can, but um, yeah. for the most part, I think I think we need more guys. I think we more, need more than Sheldon and Sheldon. Although it is a good start. I, I've got some other guys I want to touch on in a bit with that, but I'll tell you that I want to really just make sure I'm hammering home how well Sheldon Drys is playing. He showed his creativity scoring from a really crazy angle in the second period on Friday's game. Uh, looked like an impossible angle shot, and there again, I know you're a big fan of these. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as a player, I've seen you 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 know play these shots. So that's that's where that's where I scored most of my goals growing up. <laughs> yeah. So there again, are these is this the more and more common method of hockey now is to play from the take these shots from these really off angles? There's an old saying in hockey: there is no such thing as a bad shot on net. Put it on put it on net, and good things happen. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, he almost put the game away in overtime on Saturday. Ripped a shot off the inside of the post. One of those ones where it comes out from behind the goalie. So yeah. you can tell that's a fraction of an inch it, away from going in that net, going on in off of the post. And Yeah, they got unlucky. Uh, the, the reigning MVP came back and uh, finished them off on the other side in overtime on that nice one-timer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he is the reigning MVP. And three on three hockey is so difficult. Like right there, as soon as he as soon as he hit that inside of the post and then the play breaks, you know, yeah. the, the play turns around so fast that as soon as, as, soon as one guy gets caught, uh, it's, it's a, it can be a nightmare on there for that three, three on three. But it is, it's incredibly exciting. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I'd like to zero in specifically on Friday's game for a minute here. And uh, I mean, I was at the game. Uh, Beast, you had to miss it. Yes, Halloween I weekend it. as always, a tough one for for commitments. Yes. Um, I had to miss Saturday's game, which you which you got to go see live. Yeah, yep. splitting um, duties. And you you said you had a chance to watch the Friday game on AHL I, I, TV. I, I did. I did watch the Friday game on AHL TV. Uh, much much better. There, much better broadcast now. I'm I'm, I'm loving James Sabalski. I think they need to adjust his microphone a little bit because he gets pretty <laughs> excited. But he, he sure makes the games <laughs> exciting to watch. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah sometimes I flip between the two audio, so I, I kind of like it. But uh, so so we had Artis Seeloff in net. I know you have a lot to say on this topic. I love uh, him. I think he's great. Yeah, we touched on 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 this last week that you said that you would you'd always ride a hot goalie. Seeloff's coming off the shutout the weekend before. I thought we might see DiPietro, given the gravity of this series against Ontario, or at least for one game. Uh, but like, what are your thoughts about Seeloffs? Well, like I he okay, so he had what 120 minutes of of shutout time over three games. Okay. Uh, he's the reason why they stayed in that Friday night game as long as they did. They, Seeloff was the reason that they they were going into the third period tied up and it was a coin toss. I mean, look at the shot differential there. What was it, 36 or 38 to 18? That's doubling shots. Yeah, you got peppered. I mean, I mean, listen, he did let five in, but the three of those were in the third period, and that was already after the fact. That was like the team had already given up. You know, one one of them was a, was a point shot uh, with – what two minutes left in the game, hmm. and um, also I want to say on that fourth goal, uh, Bowie got hurt. I don't know if you noticed he was crawling, yeah. or he was crawling yeah. around on the ice there, like wild around. And like I get it, you're hurt, but like if if he gets up right away on that one, 
maybe that goal is stopped. So, you know, and yeah. like, we don't know the extent of his injury, so we can't really call him out, but he did make it to the bench. It's not like they had a stretcher yeah. out for him. He played um, Saturday as well. It, I mean, noticeably. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that play, because you know what? You do get those, like, you get those pucks off the feet or like you get a Charlie horse and like, you know, you get, you get an awkward. And it wasn't a collision with his own player, I believe. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, no, no, no. It was, no. It was, it was a knee on knee with the post. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. thinking of another play. Uh, there was a, there was a, there was a awkward collision at the. Or blue maybe line, I'm getting blue, mixed uh, up. Awkward, it might actually be you. awkward collision at the. Blue I could be wrong. I mean, we've watched so much hockey in the last, in well, the last just, two weeks. There again, it's it's Bowie, right? So, I but mean, yeah, he plays that, hard. He, ta- he takes a lot of. But uh, but yeah, I want to go back. Like that that's that I'm. I'm saying that to say this with uh, with uh, artists there. He he probably he probably wouldn't have given up three in the third period if the guys are going a little bit harder in the third. There, you know, he he gave them every opportunity to win that game, and they kind of showed up pretty flat in that third period. Yeah, I agree. Now, getting back to the goaltending, there, D. Pedro didn't even dress for the game with Spencer Martin sitting in the backup seat. Uh, Seeloffs looked great early on, like you said. Well, I said to ride him. Game. Uh, at least for the couple first couple periods, but uh, he faced just that onslaught of thirty six shots, and I think that's the difference. In the end, pucks just start going in. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, you let five goals in; it's not elite. Five goals and thirty six shots is not elite. You yeah. know, like you, there was those those games with Berder. Berder would stop, uh, you know, 40, 42 shots, let one goal, and they, they, the Devils would win two one. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what an elite goalie is. But um, a guy that can steal games. But but uh, Seeloff, he's still young. You know what I mean? That and he gave them the opportunity to win. So like we can't we can't dump this on his shoulders. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. So uh, no Hamannik on Friday, but he did play Saturday. Um, number two, Brubaker. Uh, in the lineup for Abby on Friday, only his second game of the season, and he delivered a brutal boarding hit in the first period that Rushing. He, that we, he was penalized for, uh, needless penalty, and just plain dangerous. Uh, from what I know about Tra- uh, Coach Trent Cole, and uh, he doesn't tolerate that kind of stuff, and so I wasn't surprised to not see him back in the lineup on Saturday. Are we going to see more of him, or is that kind of uh, it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Coach Coach did say that uh, opening weekend that he has he has no problem with his with his guys making physical plays and if they get they get dinged they get dinged you know as long as you know they make it count kind of thing you know he has no problem uh, getting his back but uh, when you do something like that to the intent to injure I don't I don't think any coach is going to condone that especially in today's day and age yeah well and I think I think especially Trent, uh, Coach Trent Call I think he's a very class act in that regard absolutely so, absolutely yeah. uh, Juleson number forty seven with another uh, massive hit in the second period on Friday. Uh, I could see, yeah, I could see this hit uh, right up close. <laughs> I was right on the glass, right, right on my seats. So it was right in front of where I was sitting, and I absolutely loved it. One of my highlights of the season so far was seeing that hit close up. Did it knock your I, drink over? No, I didn't. Have, luckily, I kept the drink remember, off. Remember, the glass. I told you the first I game. Know. I was like, I was like, don't put your drink there. I was like, we try to knock those over. Remember when your phone got knocked off? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you, <laughs> Yeah, that's all it takes, right? But no, I definitely didn't have it, but you could see the saliva on the glass after that hit. So uh, it was a big one. Um, since uh, Sautner uh, gets leveled in the second period, and John Stevens, number 16, uh, I can be your hero, baby, comes in without hesitation yeah. uh, to the defense uh, taking on Wagner. I'm really liking Stevens. Yeah, he's he's growing on me. I was gonna say if anyone's gonna if anyone if anyone's gonna be another guy to step up, I can see Stevens being the guy. He's already wearing an A. He's got he's wearing number sixteen. Like in Canucks history, to have a sixteen on your back that uh, that comes with a lot of responsibility in my book. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen some bad penalties out of him, but you know what? If he keeps playing with that kind of intensity and toughness, those are bound to happen. Well, uh, I, think, I think those penalties, though, I think those are the ones that tra- Coach was talking about. The ones yeah. that, you know, that, you know that, that you're making a hockey play, you know, and it's maybe even saving a goal, you know, and those are the ones they don't mind taking. You know, there's nothing overly dirty. You know, maybe, maybe the odd one was lazy, but, uh, f- you know, for the most part, he's a pretty smart player. Well, and I mean, he's a, he's a 27-year-old undrafted Utica vet. Uh, he's been playing in the NHL since 2016. Good size, six foot three, 200 pounds. He's from Springfield, Mass. I've spent a lot of time in Springfield, and those boys coming out of Springfield, they're some tough boys. Oh yeah, Any, anywhere, anywhere in the Boston area, there, uh, in the you know, <laughs> there are some tough boys, and those accents are just the best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the officiating seemed a bit one-sided tonight, uh, and I don't usually touch on this, but you know, there there was. One point in the second period where Bowie got unlucky with a loose penalty call. And then he seemed to almost shoot the puck I, at uh, ref number 91. Did you see I, that? I, I actually see this is this is see this is where we disagree because I think that that's the perfect example of, of you reaching in and interference or tripping the guy. You know, all it takes is that little inside reach. You pull you give him like a little can opener and you pull him open and down he goes. And then shooting the puck at the ref like that, that that is just uncalled for. Like uh, you got to have your emotions in check. Like that one, I, I, I'm. If if he wasn't a top four defenseman, I think he'd be he'd probably see a couple less shifts in the third period after that one. But um, it, it was a, it was a lazy play on his behalf. He didn't have to do that, and uh, it was definitely a soft call. I'll give you that one. It was a soft one, but it was still a penalty. Yeah, well, he definitely got his just desserts on that because uh, it resulted in the tying goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on that on that penalty. Yeah. Um, I felt like we were in the penalty box for the entire second period. That's what it just felt like as a spectator in the arena. They're having a hard time even keeping up with putting the penalties up on the boards. They were so constant. Uh, But it shifted the entire momentum of the game. And I know that, uh, you know, they were getting outshot. And I know that uh, Artur Silov was keeping them in in the game. But they they had a chance there to kind of squeak one out. Uh, And I'm not taking away from the Ontario Reign. They were the better team on Friday. An absolutely dominated play. But we had a chance to squeeze out one of those cheeky wins. If, uh, if the second period hadn't gone the way it did. So I know you and I disagree on the penalties, but I just think there were some calls that just didn't Oh, there was a lot of, there was an abundance of calls. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. But, but our, it's no, this is no, this is no stranger for our team. Our guys, our guys have been spending a lot of time in the box from the beginning of the, from the first game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like I say, I mean, the rain came in the third with all the momentum there and then that's, Three goals happen, and boom, it's over, right? And I, th- I think Abby still tried to play hard to get back in it, but they were just outclassed as a team, tried to adjust to a lot of roster changes. And the Ontario Reign are the real deal. They are an amazing team. Yeah, they're definitely the top, I'd say, top team in our division, without so, a question. Ethan Keppen, number 92, he had a great play in the third period to gain the zone. And there again, we're looking for players that could gain the zone. You said, well, all these players kind of stand up. We need more than just the Sheldons to, to perform. Yeah, absolutely. And we need more of this from other guys in the absence of Bailey. I, I jokingly called him the bargain store Justin Bailey the other day. But, <laughs> but he really does remind me of Bailey the way he plays, the way he skates. You know, he's six foot two, 212 pounds. Crash, crash and bang, more or less. Absolutely. He's a Canadian kid from Fergus, Ontario. Fourth round pick for the Canucks in 2019. So he's a good prospect. He's a good solid prospect. Who knows where this kid could go? He could take it to levels Bailey never got to in his well, career. He's younger. That's the thing. So, Yeah, but like I say, I'm calling it right now. I think he's going to evolve into a, a player that's playing a much bigger role for this team in Abbotsford and possibly develop into an NHL Cowboy player within the next couple of years. I mean, 
it's something it's something we're gonna have to watch. I mean, this this whole Bailey going up to the big club that might that might be a godsend for him, you know, because when when guys like that step out of the lineup and go to the big the parent squad, uh, it gives opportunities, like you say, for these other kids to jump up. Now it's their turn. You know, they're getting more ice time, they're getting more opportunities, and it's all about making the most of your opportunities. Like I said, I've, I've said this before. Like Tom Brady said it. As soon as you get that opportunity, be prepared and make a count because you don't know if you'll get another one. Yeah, absolutely. Madison Bowie, number four. We touched on him a little earlier with the bad knee-on-knee collision in the third period. Uh, He did play Saturday, though, but noticeably less noticeable out there on Saturday night. Yeah, maybe he is injured. You know, maybe he is a little banged up, you know. And and like I said, that goes back to, like, you know, getting your opportunity to play. There's a lot of guys in the AHL that will play hurt, okay, because – they don't know if they're going to get another opportunity. If they go out, if they go in on an injury reserve, if they're just for like a, like a, you know a strain or like a little bit something banged up, and then the, some other kid steps in and takes their spot, takes their thunder, and all of a sudden starts producing, like uh, you know, no one wants that. So no. a little a little Charlie Horse or a bruised knee or like a pulled this, guys are likely to probably stay in the lineup. And yeah. and uh, sad to say, they'll they'll. You know they'll dog it a little bit out there, but at least that at least their spot's not being filled by someone else that's going to outperform them while yeah. they're while they're on that injury reserve. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I mean it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I agree with what you're saying. And actually, on that note, <laughs> it's almost a perfect segue into what I was about to say about Jet Wu number twenty two. Jet Wu number twenty two. I, I need to say if this guy, woohoo, yeah, is he's starting to really impress me. Uh, noticeably strong play on Friday night. One shift in particular in the third period where he kept the puck in to give us off- offensive pressure and then ended up, ended that shift with a huge hit. So that's two key plays in one shift. Two nice hits in the second period as well that I just noticeably, not to mention just the bumping and bumping players around that he does on a, sta- on a standard basis. He played well again on Saturday. I mean, I like Bowie, but... Uh, don't get me wrong, but Jet Wu, he's gunning for that that top defenseman position. I was gonna say, I was gonna say he he if anything he's he's gonna be one of their top. He he was drafted somewhat high. Yep. Um, he's they're hoping for him to pan out, and he might not be up with the big club this year. And you know what, he probably will if the you know if injuries or performance up top. I, you know, I, you know I need that. to see more of him to say that statement. Well, yeah, but, well, yeah, he, we haven't. That's 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 the point of this. I do think this. he's the best defenseman we have right now in the lineup, uh, and uh, in terms of how he's playing. And and I ragged on him a lot at the start of the season, uh, so I just wanted to you know take this minute to eat crow, and uh, I'd rather say a bad word, but I'll say eat crow and address the the woo in the room, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he he has a big uh, breakout game coming real soon. And uh, I'll touch on that a little more with the Rathbone segment a little later on. But uh, I could see this come. I could see a big breakout for Wu and him coming into his own. And, and uh, definitely, you know. definitely. Like I said, th- th- and this is what they're they're hoping for. Like this is this is why they gambled on him, right? And um, mm-hmm. I I personally think that I think in the next couple of years we could easily see him getting a regular shift in the big league, yeah. or definitely definitely a regular shift in habits for this year. I'd say. Well, next Friday, everybody, uh, uh, we want to just let you know that it will be Diwali night at uh, Abbotsford Center for the Canucks home game against the San Jose Barracudas. And uh, obviously, when you're at the games, please don't drink and drive, folks. And uh, we want to just give a, a shout-out also, also to the uh, pro, uh, a fellow civil radio program, Earshot 20 with DJ Darko, every Friday from noon to 2, top 20 chart on uh, – on campus community and it radio that that airs nationwide on various radio stations so check huge that out program, huge program 
Yeah. Now, getting right back into it, let's talk about Saturday night's game. I will confess to not being there. As I mentioned before, I had a Halloween party to go to with the wife and kids. We had a blast, in case anybody cares. But I watched it yesterday on AHL TV, and what a beauty of a game. I really wish I hadn't missed this live. Well, they played a lot <laughs> better. They definitely played a lot better um, in this game. They, they, they did exactly what they should have done the first night in this game. They took them, they took them to overtime. They got that extra point. And, um, you know, they didn't get the win, but they definitely had opportunities to win. They came mm. out, they, they were harder, they were smarter, they were more defensive, but they just came up short in the end. And like, yeah. you play, like we said, they're the best team in the division. Ontario's got uh, the reigning MVP. Yeah. And, um, well, you I know, mean, he's the one, and he's the one that iced them. Yeah, and uh, to elaborate on things a little further there, uh, you know, I mean... We had that great fight early in the first between Doty and, and Vinny Arsenault, number 18. Vinny Arsenault quickly becoming one of our favorite players on the broadcast. Definitely. Pretty even tilt, but I give the edge to Vinny for uh, firing up the fans. Uh, you know, Abbotsford Center absolutely lit up after that fight. You could probably touch on that Abbotsford, more. Abbotsford loves when their teams throw up a good Donnybrook. They love watching a good fight. I, these these fans are really, really pumped up when they see those knuckles flying. I'll say that from first-hand experience. Yeah. And that goes all the way up from the pilots, the UFV cascades, uh, all, to, the way through. To, all the way to the Canucks. Yeah, and, and Abby absolutely dominated after that fight. Uh, they outshot the rain 11-4 to through the first half of the first period. 11 shots in half a period. What a great performance! Well, then, that, ironically, sorry. That, well, no, that's 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 what getting the building into it. That's what fire. And you know, it doesn't just fire yeah. up the building; it fires up the rest of the team too. You know, you one of your teammates gets into a fight like that, it fires them up. Oh, absolutely! I mean, he could lose that fight. Oh, he, could, be, he, had, he could get he could get landfilled. He can get just steamrolled. Okay, bundled. And as long as he's out there trying, the boys love it. Yeah, absolutely. And ironically, <laughs> Vinny takes a penalty. 200 feet from his own net. You know he wants that one back. But legit looked like an accidental high stick. I mean, it, but it did draw some blood. Uh, and lo and behold. Hey, you need to, you need to be responsible for your stick. But yeah. you're right. They do, they, it is accidental. It, it's, you know, just because, just because it happened um, doesn't mean it wasn't accidental. I mean, you still got to serve the four minutes, though. No, that's just it. So there again, lo and behold, double minor. And that results in two power play goals for the rain. Their power play looked amazing on that on that uh, double minor. They could they could seal sense the blood. That's that killer instinct that comes totally. with really good teams. Uh, you can't give a team as good as Rain too much time on the power play. They will generate shots. They will generate scoring chances, and they'll generate goals. The uh, Canucks would without those power plays. Those the Canucks could have easily taken those two games. I I agree, and that's and even specifically that second game. I think if it wasn't for that one misstep, that one. Double minor, I mean, I think we win the game. I mean, that's crystal ball logic here, but I, it really does feel like we win that game if it wasn't for that The play. first one, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like we're beating a dead goat, but I'm going to say it again. Like, with the first one, that, that that was going to happen. It was unlucky, you know, he, he reached in, stepped on the stick, whatever it was, it was a bad angle, and he went down. That's a penalty, but that extra two minutes, that was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Vin, it's hard to rag on Vinny. He had such a strong night outside of that. Uh, with huge, huge hits all game, including a big one on Sutter in the third period, and uh, Sutter's you know not. Oh yeah, this, they're like the royalty of, of hockey. So anytime yeah. you get get a shot at a Sutter, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's noticeable. So I hate that he gets attached to that double minor, but what happened happened, and uh, he played hard to make up for it at least. 
uh, and the rest of the team played hard to scratch back. Uh, Travis Hamonic, number 42. Or, pardon, pardon me, Travis Hamonic. Hamonic. I don't know why Hamonic. I do that. I think Hamonic he's sounds actually, he's more actually, he's harmonious. A, is he 20? He's 24 with the big club, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, I okay. I, 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 I mean, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure because I saw him on Tuesday. Oh. He 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 looked a little bit sluggish in Abbotsford, but he seemed like when he when he it's like he was back to his old self. It's like he oh. needed that one game in Abbotsford to kind of like slop it up a little bit, mm. and yeah. uh, then he, he just goes back into Vancouver well, and just plays that, that fourth slot like nothing. I wanted to touch about, touch about that because you know it's always fun to watch NHL caliber like true NHL caliber players in the NHL. We can we can sit there and say, oh well, Justin Bailey's NHL caliber, or you know, Dijuu Seppi's NHL caliber. They've played in the NHL. They've played lots of games. Anybody who plays fifty to hundred games in the NHL is not a slouch. But but this guy, I mean, he just looked different out there, right? And uh, he is assigned to Abbotsford as a glorified training camp. But looked like he'd already had his legs under him, like you he mentioned. He's obviously skating. Yeah, he made it look easy out there. He he obviously has been training uh, during his hiatus from the team. He had the nice assist on Di Giuseppe's goal. Di Giuseppe, just real quick, you know, he he has that finish in him, but needs players of harmonic skill around him to set him up. And so, definitely, you know, I'd like to see. It's a shame because he was playing so well with Bailey and Drysen. I remember I was talking early in the season. I'm like, that is just the ultimate power play for these guys. And then we lose Bailey. And we, Dries, lost Nick, we lost Nick Patan, too. Remember that? That's another big piece that we lost. That's right. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he played a very offensive role in Saturday's game, uh, Hamannick, and which is out of character for, for, the, uh, for the defensive role he plays in Vancouver. Absolutely. He's more of a stay-at-home guy when he's playing with Vancouver. And I feel yeah. like in Abbotsford, he, but he, that was the thing I saw in Abbotsford. He went out and he made those mistakes. He was a little bit more off. Like you say, he was feeding guys the puck. I think he needed to do that. He, needed, like, he, he didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a bad game either. Well, he's, well, he's I mean, had an assist, and he's he's you know he's showing up there on the score sheet. So yeah. I I think the the thing is, uh, my question for you, Beast, is: Do you think the role he played in Abbotsford versus what he plays in Vancouver was the reason for the quick call up? I, I I mean, what I'm trying to say here is, you you like a baseball hitter taking part in the home run derby. You don't want to mess with the fundamentals too much of a player. Do you think that was the reason for the quick call up or was it just I think he was ready. I think they saw it. they saw it. he went out, you know, he he's obviously a little he's going to be more confident. He's he's a seasoned NHL NHLer making 2 million dollars a year. Okay? He he looked incredibly confident confident in Abbotsford. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he was he was out there looking to like make these mistakes and make make plays and try things that, you know, you know, he'd do more at a pickup game out uh, in Abbotsford and then it was obviously noticed because he got called right back up. He's right back into his uh, top top four role, you know. And then of course they sent Rathbone back. So yeah, I, and mean, we, I don't think we expect to see uh, Hamannick come back to Abbotsford. Definitely, definitely not. Vancouver for the rest of his career. Uh, well, actually, that might be a bit maybe not the rest, of, it, not, maybe not the rest of his career, but definitely the rest well, of the season. It, I think I say that just because of how it was looking. <laughs> two, three weeks ago with this guy. I mean, we, we were all talking, there was retirement. I was kind of sure that was what was going to happen. I, I heard that too. Yeah, so uh, so I, I guess, I mean, I, hey, maybe he has another four or five years. I don't know. But anyways, Jack Rathbone, like you mentioned, loaned to Abbotsford. Now, I think he'll he'll, he'll go back, uh, you go, go back up if there's an injury for the big club. Exactly. But he's going to be a huge presence, I think, for a lot of the season here in Abbotsford. And, uh, I think it's huge for Abbotsford that he's back. That's going to help their power play out big time. Well, he's he's a good uh, offense, uh, sorry, offensive style defenseman. So good quarterback for the power play as well. Absolutely, uh, I've been whole. I, I've been told he's with the team in California. Is expected to play both games against Stockton tonight and tomorrow night. Both available on NHL TV. Uh, I'm hoping to see him 
play with Wu. Okay, and well, that's, that's an interesting pairing. I, I think I'd like to see that too. Yeah, and I, you know they, they they both shoot opposite hands. They play both different sides of the ice. I think uh, he's just the player we need to open Jet Wu wide open. Uh, and I mentioned I think some big things are coming for Jet Wu. A big game coming. I think with Jack Rathbone, it could be as early as this weekend. We could have a big coming out party here for Jet I, Wu. I, I think especially since Rathbone spent so many weeks with a big club, I think he's got that swagger to him. He's got that that confidence. He's going to come into these AHL games and he's going to see it as more of like a like a like not like a like a smaller playground, you know. Yeah. He's gonna be that same size kid. It's like it's like being on the playground when you're in grade seven, you know. Like you come back from uh, the summer and it's you're, you're the biggest kid yeah. in the playground all of a sudden. You know what I mean? It's like playing basketball on a shorter hoop. <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I I think I think you're right. I think we're gonna start seeing some immediate production out of Rathbone here in Abbotsford. Well, and, and like I said, guys. If, if he does end up paired with with Wu, which I think I would love, and I. Uh, is you know I, I I find that Jet Wu obviously is often putting the puck in position with no one there to work with. Uh, these two could, together could be something really special. So yeah, yeah. Then you know what? And Wu Wu can get a, a lot of assists out of this guy. You know what I mean? I or a, a lot of second assists too, especially especially with the pass pass Rathbone. Rathbone takes a shot and yeah. rebound or tip or whatever in front. You know, so this this could be uh, very absolutely. interesting. Now Spencer Martin, you know, he all of a sudden comes into that uh, that second game uh, on Saturday, in that game on Saturday, and throws his hat into the crease battle here in Abbotsford. So uh, yeah, I, I, that took me by a little bit of surprise there. Yeah. So why not DiPietro on Saturday? Well, I mean, I guess that has there's a lot of question marks there. I mean. Yeah. Maybe that hit that he took in the first game maybe has him a little bit shook up. Maybe don't want to say the c word. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it either. But didn't he? You mentioned that he dressed as the backup. On, he dressed on as side. the backup. So that that rules confession out right there because if they need someone to jump in like that, yeah, he's not there. A guy with a guy in concussion protocol is already so they, that that rules that out because that's what I was thinking too. That was that was my first thought. Yeah. And then that, then he dresses as a backup. I don't think that I don't think that they're that vindictive as a coaching staff to like, just to, just to well, throw throw like a a, a, a mind a, a mind twister in there for uh, the media by dressing him as a backup. Well, uh, but the, we've seen stranger things in the NHL, and I'm starting to realize this. Uh, I don't know. Like that could have just been a move to ease injury rumors or would be rumors because uh, we haven't really heard a lot floating around so far, and there's been a lot of suspect. Nothing. A lot of suspect uh, situations that have occurred with the goaltending situation. I was very surprised not to see DiPietro in that that second game after Seattle. So I, I mean, it's a must-win game. It's a must-win game. Why not go with your starter? I guess you have to see what Spencer Martin's got to do at some point. But I would have thought maybe uh, against Stockton would be the better time to play that. But you know what? We'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens tonight. You will have to expect that if DiPietro is not between the pipes tonight, something is up. I think so. I think so. Maybe and maybe you know what? Maybe he dressed like he was gonna. You know. You know what I'm. You know what I'm thinking. And this is something that just came up with in my head. I swear to God. Maybe he dressed like he was gonna start Saturday night. And what happened? He wasn't. He took the warm up. Wasn't feeling it. Martin has to jump in. Yeah. And now and now they go back to the drawing board. They go back to the doctors. They start doing they doing more of the CT scans. All that stuff. And maybe there is something wrong with DiPietro at this point. I mean, we can speculate all we want, but there's definitely something funny going on in the goaltending circle in Abbotsford. Yeah, it's 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 very. Uh, I mean, I guess there were, there's bound to be strange things when. Uh, yeah, I was just checking the uh, the sheet here, the game sheet, and Spencer Martin is listed as the starter. So, 
yeah, that, you know, it's so confusing what's going on there. But it's great to see three strong goalies playing well. So I don't think it's a bad problem, bad problem for guys in Vancouver to have. You no, know what I mean? Uh, like, we've we've been known as a goalie graveyard. All of a sudden, we've got uh, we got a great young goalie in the big club and a seasoned vet helping him out in Yaroslav Halak. So we got Halak, we got Demko up in the big club, and then we got three guys that are giving us a really good reason to think that there's – some real good prospects in the goaltending department for, for Vancouver, you know, you know, if we're looking at the conversation, this is the longest segment I think we've had and -hmm. we're just speculating about injuries and goalies. And it's not even that bad because if if one guy's out, the next guy's not, Mm -hmm. not that bad. He's not the end of the world. You know, he's on par. Well, we are going to do a a big, bigger, broader segment about Canucks goaltending on on a later uh, show, but um, regardless of what we're talking with, uh, with, with Michael DiPietro, Absolutely lights out game for Martin on Saturday. Game saving save. Played very well. After game saving save. Uh, tough to fault him on the two goals that went in on the double minor penalty. Those were just a result of a very strong power play by the rain. And, you know, crash Tynan with a huge goal in overtime for the rain. Tynan, Tynan and Anderson Dolan were so strong in both games for Ontario. Did you. Did you hear what I said there? By the way, Beastie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cra- crash. Gosh, I saw. I heard. I saw. I heard you, you sneak it in. I heard you sneak it in. Yeah. So, so a listener, a, a listener from one you of should, our previous should... broadcasts, that commented to me uh, uh, from the inaugural broadcast where I called him TJ. Don't call me Crash Davis Tynan. Uh, touching off the character made famous by Kevin Costner in the movie Bull Durham uh, about a veteran minor league baseball player who takes on you know an up and coming uh, pitcher. So. Uh, he he mentioned he, this listener mentioned he really liked that. So uh, you know, going forward, I'm going to call this guy Crash Tynan. Maybe maybe we should send an email to the PR department at uh, over at the Ontario Rain there to let uh, them know that we've, we've nicknamed we, one of their guys. The, the thing is, they'll think it's actually a, like a complimentive uh, nickname, but it really isn't. <laughs> so it's I think it's perfect. So Crash Tynan is hashtag Crash Tynan for you, Abbas, for Canucks fans. That's what I'm going with going forward. Um, maybe, maybe we'll make a, maybe we'll get someone that will th- we'll hand some signs out the next yeah. time they're in town. For anyone that hasn't seen the movie Bull Durham, make sure you check that out. What's your favorite sports movie, Beast? Oh, uh, I'd have to say Major League. Major League, yeah. Major you can't League. beat that. I love right? it. The movie Fair taught enough. me how to swear. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I could probably quote every corner. I mean, I, I love Slapshot and Goon, obviously. And um, I also I also loved Youngblood. There's a lot of good hockey Young movies Blood out there. Youngblood was phenomenal. Yeah, what yeah. an underrated hockey I, I used movie. to skate at that rink um, in, uh, just, it's in uh, northeast Toronto. Um, Ted Reeve Arena is where they film most. Michigan kid, right? No, no, no. It's about it, the kid. No, no. He's playing in Hamilton. He's supposed, technically, they're playing in Hamilton. He's, he's an American kid playing in Hamilton. Right. Okay. In in, my, in junior league uh, Canadian hockey, and that's Rob Lowe's character. And then you got Patrick Swayze, who's seasoned vet, the Canadian guy. So and, he was, and he was a figure skater of all things. You know that, right? Yeah. So Patrick yeah. Smitty was a figure skater. Yeah. And Rob Lowe being like, he's a younger kid at the time. So he wanted to learn how to skate. And now he plays with like the celebrity hockey teams, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yes. Cause he, well, he learned how to skate pretty good for that role. Like yeah. if you watch the movie, you're like, oh man, like he's doing, like he's doing his own stuff there. It's in slow-mo and you know, but still he's going through the motions. <laughs> All right, well, we got a little sidetracked there. That's my fault. No, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You know what? It, we're we, we are going to have to deal with that you know because if someone brings up a good movie like that you know we're just gonna have to touch on it yeah so there again reminding everybody hashtag crash tynan let's make that something let's make those people down in ontario actually think it's something positive uh spencer martin was my abby player of the game obviously after all the conversation yeah, i mean of course we wouldn't even been in the conversation for a point if it wasn't for him uh through the he second stole, he period. stole that point yeah uh and i love his helmet 
Did you take a good look at that? I didn't. I, I didn't. But now, now I'm gonna have to. Like, I, I'm usually. I usually am pretty good at uh, noticing. Especially the, when you're at the game on Saturday. Well, no, but you have to understand. There's so many good Halloween costumes in the crowd. Like, you know, like they were doing like pumpkin stuff and like at, at intermission, like sliding pumpkins. Nice. There was a lot going on. It was actually a pretty good, well put together uh, Halloween theme night. Even the ice people, the ice ice scrapers. You know, like the you know, those we're yeah, giving, yeah. we've been given such a hard time to. Um, they were dressed as Johnny Canucks, and they no. they killed it. Like their their, yeah. their outfits, especially the lead host. The she was uh, she her her Johnny Canuck costume was the best out of all of them. Like the the green plaid was perfect. Yeah, and I you know I got to say that I, I think the ice has looked like it's been better too. So that's good. Well, I don't think there's been any concerts recently. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with the Abbotsford uh, Arena schedule outside of the Canucks, but uh, yeah, the ice did look significantly better. It's also getting a lot colder around here right now, so. Mm-hmm. That could have something to do with uh, the compressors working a little bit better on short notice. So, Beast, last week you touched a bit on penalties you have to take as a defender to prevent goals. I saw one of those on Saturday in the third period for Ontario. Uh, that was the power play late for Abby. Um, I mean, that was the kind of penalty you have to take as a defender. Pr- probably a goal if it doesn't hook them up. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're a defender and you have a chance to save a goal by taking two minutes, you do it. It's, yeah. it's a no-brainer. And then nothing came out of that power play, uh, following power play. Exactly, for exactly. See, we, there you go. They, the defense, the defenseman takes the penalty, and instead of instead of a sure goal, they kill a penalty. Yeah, exactly. I think it would probably have been a fifty-fifty goal. We're right in the slot like that. I mean, he had all kinds of net to look at. So look like, uh, you know, I mean, we got to be better than that on the power power play. We need to show that killer instinct that the Ontario Rain showed in the first period, and put that away right there. But we didn't, and uh... special teams is the difference right now. Our power play can be better, and we need to take t- take less penalties. Yeah, less penalties. But I mean, it looked like at one point we were just holding on for overtime in the points. I mean, we can't be doing that against these division rivals like this. If we have a chance to go for the jugular and take that point, because that's a two-way absolutely, point flip. absolutely. Yeah. We need we need to get three of the on these weekend games. We need to get three of those four points. Especially at home. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like yeah. uh, we sp- on on road trips, you always want to split, and at home, you want to get three quarters of them. You know, that's yeah. that's that's the formula you're looking for. That's a winning formula. Um, now, if you give a strong offense, we mentioned this earlier. If you give a strong offensive team like Ontario, uh, the power play, but especially a four on three to start overtime, uh, that's you know that's kind of game. I mean, but they handed that they were they they were shot in the foot before it even started. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though we we take that late penalty. In the, in the third, after missing out on the opportunity to score in the on the power play, and trying to hang on for the overtime, and then, you know, we start to period. Granted, they didn't bar, they didn't burn us on that actual power play to start the overtime, but you know it sets the pace. But crash, the crash got us. It sends the tempo for the entire five minutes, and you know you get guys like Crash fired up. He can smell the blood. He oh, can yeah. feel it. Oh, he goes sh- after it. Uh, it was a sick goal. He that that overtime winner was nasty. <laughs> That was absolutely incredibly nasty overtime winner by Crash. Like just a one time down to one leg, one to knee, finished. It was great play all around by the guys, though. So you know, so proud of these guys for coming back. Addisford deserved to win this game, but at least they got the point. All of all of the biggest points, one probably one of the biggest points they'll get all this season. And uh, you know, Klimovich, you know, he had a very strong game. Uh, big breakout in the first, huge hit on the second. They're gonna. I'm really lo- watching these players gaining the zone because that's where we're lacking with Bailey out of the lineup and, and Petten, as you mentioned as well. But just an overall strong game by the by this highly touted Vancouver Canucks prospect. And uh, you know, 
all in all, the play-by-play guys as well, not so not so shabby and abby. Uh, I kind of enjoyed that broadcast on NHL TV. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, Savalski is doing a good job. They just got to adjust his mic because he gets really excited, but that's what gets the viewer in. I'm telling you, like I was watching when I was watching, because I don't like watching games that aren't live. That's the thing of mine. I love watching a live game, but obviously if we don't have time to make it to the games and we have something else going on in our lives, we we tend to go back and watch these games because we have to know what we're talking about. And Sabalski made it interesting. Like he made me, he kind of got, kind of made me forget that I was watching a game where I knew the score, that was, where I knew the outcome. You know, <laughs> you know I knew the outcome. Yeah, you know, I actually felt the same way uh, when I was watching uh, on the Friday night game. But regardless, uh, yeah. So that's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I noticed that as well. I found myself kind of on the edge of my seat of a game yeah. I already knew the result of. But uh, you know, real quick, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, a TRU is in town next weekend, taking on UFE uh, Cascades basketball. And, uh, you know, uh, when, you're at, when you're at the Abbotsford Center or anywhere else in our community at any of the events, uh, you know, these, we want to remind you that the, the provincial health orders want everyone to wear your masks at all, uh, at all games. And that's the Canucks game as well. The Canucks game, you have to wear your masks yeah. as well. They want you, even in your seat, unless you're eating and drinking, you're gonna, you have to wear your masks, guys. Yeah, I had a good talk with one of the, one of the attendants there the other day about it. And, and the thing is, you got you got to remember, everybody's just trying to do their job and what they're being told to do and trying to keep, keep the uh, they don't need us, alive. They don't, they don't need us giving them a harder time than they need. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. They've already got a, they've already got a, a tedious task uh, with uh, making sure everyone's in their mask. They don't need people giving them a hard time because, you know, it's not, it's not their mandate. You know, this is, this, this is the CDC that's uh, calling the shots. Now let's talk about that uh, come come from behind win against the Rangers the other night for the Vancouver squad. Electric. Yeah. So I'll let you kind of lead the show on that. You were at the game. Let so me know. We were sitting right like for that that flurry that Demko took without his blocker on. Like that that okay. That literally if there was a couple there was a couple great fourth line shifts by Bailey's uh, line that, that went out they went out and crashed and banged. They they slid together uh, two goals. And then that that flurry against Demko that almost just sealed it. Like we after that 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 whistle of the the ref had noticed that the blocker was missing and he'd already stopped about four pucks without a blocker on. Uh, the building, everyone in the, Demko, the players, and everyone in the building knew that the Canucks were going to take this down. That this was this was happening. And it's that I, momentum shift, right? You could feel it. it I was ninth row in the lower bowl, right in the corner there. And you could just feel the energy. Like I know it sounds like a little bit almost fairy tale esque, but I, I kid you not, the, the the energy shifted. And then when I saw JT Miller on that breakaway, I knew he was going to score. I didn't know how he was going to score, but it, I mean, he got it on. He got the took the puck like from behind the net on a rebound where he 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 misses on the breakaway. Donkey kicks the goalie, beats him, misses the goal, takes the puck from behind the net and shovels it in the open net. And that Russian goalie, that Shreshkinov or Shreshkinov, yeah. I'm going to be like grapes. I think I'm going to be butchering a lot of the names, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, even even my girlfriend, uh, she could pronounce his name. She's Czech though, so I mean, yeah. fair enough. But I mean, technically, I should be able to pronounce names too. But I mean, we won't go there right now. But uh, he he didn't know where the puck was. Like he'd been playing lights out solid for two periods. He had a couple brief lapses in his game, and that resulted in. A loss and and you know what it was a shift that it was created it wasn't the goalies it wasn't that russian goalies fault of the rangers uh it was the canucks that made that shift happen they went out there they fought and they clawed and they made they had enough i guess they had had enough after three losses at home they said no 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 this is how this one ends tonight uh yeah. and enjoy and we did 
and you and you paint a beautiful picture, and that's the beauty of going to watch these games live is you can see this the the momentum and the intensity and the absolutely shift of it. I mean, the way you say it, it makes them. I'm, I'm I'm like in my mind, I'm mentally picturing Herb Brooks walking up to the miracle and tapping the tapping the sign on the wall, right? So you know, it's uh, it's one of those things when you paint that picture, it really does help to to have you attending those Vancouver games. So thank you for doing that for us. No basically. problem, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you talked about Demko in that flurry there, making the saves without his blocker. Really caught the attention of the league as a whole. A lot of media outside of Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Starting to talk about him as a, uh, you know, a stealth Vezina candidate. I mean, that might be a bit... I think it's a, a little bit too soon, but he he's, he's he looks like he's getting... Like, he looks like he's had enough, and he looks like he's ready to take this, like, into his own hands. You know what I mean? Just let the guys play in front of him, because every game the Canucks had a chance to win. Yeah. those first three losses at home, it's not like they were blowouts. They were one-goal games. Yeah, exactly. And So so yeah. he he's ready. He In my mind, it looks like he's like, you know what? Yeah, we could have won those games. And you know what? I'm going to make it even easier for you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to give you an even bigger opportunity to win. So now I think it's more on the – now it's more on the rest of the team. You know, because Demko's yeah. definitely showed up to play. I think he's been the best player on the on the Vancouver roster through the, through the beginning of the season. So – now, you, like you said, he he put on that performance. The team clawed around him, and we got the got that big win, that comeback they, win. They totally rallied around feeling, him. And I'm going to call it right now. I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to start to gel, and things are going to start to happen. They're going to have a really good November. I can see it. Well, I'm I'm going to be there tonight again. I got I I just keep getting these lucky tickets. I'm going with my uh, with uh, some guys from my men's hockey team, so I'm going to keep an eye out for uh, Demko. Shout out to Bobby for his uh, birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wood for the tickets and uh, Vaser. I'll see you. I'll see you guys tonight. Yeah, and uh, you know we got to say thank. Thankfully, uh, we're having such a strong start out of Demco because otherwise we'd be looking, uh, you know, a province away at Jacob Markstrom having a great start in the Flames lineup, and that's always hard to watch a goalie go away, especially Absolutely. in Vancouver. Absolutely. If, if Demco wasn't doing what he was doing right now, and Markstrom keeps doing what he's doing, there's gonna be a lot. There would be a, a incredibly. A, a incredible amount of upset people in the lower mainland. Yeah, Furious. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that being said, um, we, we want to talk about the tough schedule that uh, actually, you know, before we get into the tough schedule, let's talk about something a little more lighthearted here. Um, a hot, ju- I want to go with uh, Justin, the beast or hot dog review. So Justin decided to do a really cool, uh, really cool idea here. Walk us through this, Justin. Okay, so uh, here in Abbotsford, we have Lully's at the stadium, and like Lully's, adored, uh, love them, famous, uh, the best hot Saints dog. Gully. So uh, yeah, this the the same the best hot dog uh, I'd say in the Lower Mainland, and uh, if you go to the Canucks games, they have these things called steamers, steamers, also a hot dog. Um, same thing, foot long, both roughly the same price. Um, so I decided to take uh, my beautiful girlfriend Poopsie, uh, Nicole. We all call her Poopsie, though. Everyone knows that. Um, so me and Poopsie went to the game on Saturday, and uh, we enjoyed ourselves a lolly. Now, we were we were going to a, a party after, so we didn't want to be too heavy. But uh, what a what a great group they got running the lollies, the lollies there at the Abbotsford. He refused to give us one to share and then just gave us two. Yeah, and then I, then I revealed to him that we were going to be doing a review on our show, so he was even happy. I mean, he didn't even know. Like he did, he he didn't even know that I was doing a review for the show, and he just went out and did like the awesome, the great guy stuff, you know. So he's, I mean, 
mean, shout is... out to Lollies. I mean, what an amazing, like, how lucky are we in Abbotsford to have Lollies at the Abbotsford Canucks games? And the, I mean, aside, I mean, you can tell they're good because at every intermission, the lineup is literally around the corner. You have to go during uh, gameplay if you don't want to wait for more than five, ten minutes. But I assure you, it is worth every second of waiting, and, and it, the, every bite is just amazing. So we did the review. We did. We we got a steamer. We got a Lollies. And it's no contest. I mean, this. let me just say this before I start ragging on. I mean, we obviously have a little bit of a bias for Lully's, but this is all biases aside. This is just a hot dog on hot dog battle. Lully's is a champ. They use a pretzel mm. bun. Okay. They've got their 12 hour car- caramelized onions. Am I saying it? Caramelized onions? Caramelized. Car- caramelized onions. And then they also have their special mayo. I mean, ugh. The lollies is it's 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 not even the same. This is like this is like uh, the, the lollies is like an AHL team, and uh, the steamers is like an, an AHL team. It's like they've almost flipped. Uh, we've got the pro hot dogs in Abbotsford, and it's bold, but it's true. And I implore I I implore anyone out there to go take the same test. Go to get a lollies, and then go get a steamers, or get a steamer, then a lollies. You're gonna come to the same conclusion. It's it's yeah. not a contest. And I'm not saying like I said the steamer is a great dog. It's a great rink dog. I haven't had many better than the steamers, but the lollies is is literally leaps and bounds ahead of the steamer. It's ahead of any other hot dog. That that means the quality. It's a Nathan's hot dog, and then you get it in a pretzel bun, a fresh pretzel bun with it. And then that's before they even put their custom fixings that they, they only have. Yeah. They literally make in house. And for those of you that don't know, the Nathan's that's the that's the original Coney Island. Coney Island, yes, one that made it all Brighton Beach. The bright, yeah, that's what put it all on the map. And there's a lot of history around that. So for them to be serving Nathan's dogs and the pretzel buns, we've talked about this. We love those. Oh, they're so good. I mean, they're so good. And Scully himself, as a as an entrepreneur and as a human being, we should mention the kidney thing. Well, we mentioned this in the previous broadcast. Yeah, so let's would, mention it again. Well, you know? okay, you ha- I think you have to. So, so Scully, the guy who owns Lully's, he donated his kidney to one of his customers. He he also adopts a family every year in Abbotsford, gives them presents and and food, food at Christmas. And I mean, this guy is so great for our community. So that we would get, we give him a, we give him a shout out in a previous broadcast just because we like the guy. But then to to put him stack him up his his dogs against the steamers dogs. In Vancouver. And we all love the steamer, like the actual steamer as well. Like Stan Smell's a great guy. He's still in the community. He was at the home opener for Abbotsford. Nothing against Stan, okay? This no, is, this we're not ragging on Stan. Stan. This is a better hot dog. Plain and, and, Sully, and Sully's a great guy. Yeah, it's all about the hot dog, right? So we're, we're just letting everybody know. And also, I like that you got like the predetermined sauces. It just makes it a little easier to get to and from your seat quicker and Anyways, okay, we've said enough about the lollies, but yeah, lollies, lollies uh, with the TKO. That's all we're gonna say. Lollies is a local company too. There, you can go to them, find them in the Canadian Tire parking lot uh, on occasion. Follow them on social media and find out more about them. Also, we started a hashtag for Saint Scully, uh, the owner, uh, just for all the great things, humanitarian things he's done for our community. So, and and, and a fantastic yeah. dog. Yeah, great dog, great dog. So I wanted to touch on the tough schedule we've had to start the season here in Abbotsford because when you look at how the standings are sort of shaping up here in the in the Pacific Division, we have the Ontario Reign in first place, and the only loss or semblance of a loss they get, they've had this year is to us in that uh, shoot uh, the the shootout loss there. Uh, when we were on the that first road stand, so for us to be starting the season at three two and two, I think is is a real success. Absolutely, uh, that's a, definitely a success. Yeah, I mean we've, we're we've above five hundred. We've had a really tough stand. We've had to play 
the best team in the division four times. So that's really tough. And plus, you know, we've played Bakersfield. We're playing Stockton this weekend. Stockton's in second place. Like, you couldn't stack a more difficult schedule to start your franchise inaugural season if you tried. Well, that's the problem uh, with being in a really good division. You've got to play your divisional rivalries first, which makes you have a difficult schedule. I mean, we just got unlucky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be unlucky. I, I, I'm not trying to say it's. A, I'm not trying to say it's. A, it's a conspiracy. Oh, it's definitely not a coup. It's not, I, not a, just, there's no coup against this for no, it. No, it's just the, the way that the the chips fell. It's just the way the chips fell. But I just wanted to acknowledge it because I know a lot of people are. You know, I mean, you can see us sitting in fourth place, which looks great aesthetically. But when people looking at three, two, and two, I think a lot of people seeing how good the Abbotsford team is because I do think that they will be in first or second place in this division. I do think the Rain are a better team right now, but we don't know what's going to happen with the ups and downs of the teams. Yeah, we don't know what players are going up and what players are going down. Yeah, especially in L.A. as well, right? Yeah. I mean, L.A. has been playing a lot better late, as of late, but we don't know yeah. what's going to happen down there, right? They just had a big blow up, you know, a big blow up the other night. Yeah, they played well. So, I mean, injuries can happen too, right? Injuries—it's not just who's playing well and who's not playing well. Injuries can can dictate also who goes up and down. Yeah, that's just it. Like, there two players go, disappear off their roster, you know, and and it's a whole different ball of wax. So. We'll see how things progress throughout the season, but I'm looking forward to this ga- these games in Stockton. This will really show us how good of a team uh, we are, even without uh, Bailey and Petten. Because, you know, with Rathbone coming down, I think that's going to be a big impact on, on our team. It's going to help a lot. With a lot of players starting to break out and coming to their own, the Sheldon to Sheldon play has been absolutely incredible. Jet Wu starting to come out and play better. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, you know, we're going to just wait and see how this plays out. I think this is going to be a pivotal, pivotal series for us this weekend. And I, I would really encourage people to watch it on NHL TV. But if you don't get a chance to, that's what we're here for. Yeah, we can you, tell you what happened. You tune into us next week from 5 to 6 here on Civil Radio 101.7. FM in Abbotsford serving the Fraser Valley and we'll make sure that you uh, get filled in on what you missed this week on those two games and talk about everything else around the sun with who's going up, who's going down and what's evolving. So you can also check out our podcast on all of the different podcast mediums, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. We're up on all those right now. We can be a little bit difficult to find sometimes, but you can definitely just check us out at bushleague.ca. Also, go on to our social media. We have a couple social media handles there, uh, yep. at underscore Bush League uh, on Instagram. And Justin, what was yours? Mine again? is Justin Orley. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-O-R-L-Y, Bush League. So Justin Orley, Bush League. Yeah. So uh, check those out. And we're also on Facebook at uh, Bush League Radio. And we do a lot of cool segments on there. We try and strip out some uh, some videos of, of different clips from throughout. So you have an hour to listen to the broadcast. It's really good to engage in our social media and, and you can uh, learn through little quips. I like to do a post-game review after every game, even the away games. Uh, sometimes it takes the next day or the day after before I get to them, depending on the schedule that I have. But uh, it's really good to just keep everybody up to date on the team as they go because I know there's not a lot of media coverage for these guys here in Abbotsford. We should also mention that my friend uh, Caleb Betts, uh, former Charlotte Checker, back when they were in the East Coast Hockey League, not the okay. AHL, they, they, did, they did move up to the AHL. Right, I believe the year after he stopped playing, he is going to join us uh, hopefully for next podcast uh, or radio. Next episode. Or sorry, next next, next broadcast, not yep. podcast. Yep. The podcast comes after the broadcast, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's. Um, but yes, Caleb Betts. Uh, you guys can hockey DB him or uh, elite yeah. prospect so, profile him. He's uh, he's a real beauty. I've played hockey with this guy my entire life. Uh, we definitely want to get him on, get him to shed a little bit more light on the uh, minor league uh, systems. Than the way they, they operate, you know, and maybe yeah. talk a little bit about his his 
experiences in his career. So maybe we might even make a special episode for that one. We're not sure yeah. yet, but it is in the works. Well, and we'll throw up his highlight reel up on, on oh, social absolutely. so everybody can see and get a feel for him. His He's U- a really fun player to watch. His YouTube Re- highlight reel. His fight YouTube, reel. It's incredible. Oh. He was a huge crowd favorite down there with the oh, checkers. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so he was the guy that everybody had, like, uh, you know, they are cheering for. So it would be really cool to have him on and give, get his perspective on things. Um, we are hope, also hoping to start taking phone calls here live on the broadcast within the next few weeks. We're just kind of getting our format together. We're looking so for a producer as well. We are looking for producers. So if anybody's interested in Feel coming, free to DM us on our role. social media or email uh, email civil or just get a hold. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely get in touch with us, and we're just going to keep growing, keep trying to boost our followers. So if you know anyone that might be interested, send them out the the invite. And Beast, I noticed you're uh, wearing a really nice uh, Bull Horvat reverse retro from last year there. Uh, looking pretty sharp. Is this an ongoing trend? Are we going to see a different jersey in I, every I, broadcast? I think that I think we are going to do something like that. I was thinking, it's funny that you brought that up there, uh, Bear. I was thinking, uh, you know, if Don Cherry can come up with all these elaborate um, suits for his broadcast, I'm not comparing myself to Don Cherry, but uh, just, you know, in spirit of the theme, I figure why not? I've got a very nice elaborate uh, jersey collection, and why not share it with... Uh, with our listeners, I, I know you can't see it yet, but we are looking. You, Carl, you said we're getting uh, some audio. Yeah, I, I'd like to look at getting or ourselves set up with some GoPros in here so we can do the videos, even though we still have to wear the masks while we're in studio. Yeah, so it's, that, it's a that little can't bit, last but, forever. But it'd be kind of cool to be able to showcase uh, how, how we're doing things in here. And so we want to look at getting that done. And we then can we can the see your beautiful. Jersey, jersey what, am I bottom. not enough? You, you're not enough just getting dressed up for me or what? Well, well that's, that's how it started, but you know. That's where the romance things, dies. These, these things tend to take a life of their own well, after this, a while, you know. I was, this, wearing, I was wearing the 94 uh, Stanley Cup final one last week, which is one of my favorites. See, that's when the romance dies is when you can't, when you can't get dressed up for your other person. Yeah. I'll and tell you. You get, well, you get dressed for the other people <laughs> that you see when you're out with your other person. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, and on that note, that's it for us this week, yeah, folks. I think that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, you've been listening to Bush League with the Beast and the Bear. Uh, up next, we have Chilrose Place Chilrose on Place. CIVL Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. Good night, everyone. We will see you at the game. I will see you tonight at the Canucks game if you are there. And I'm I'll, the Beast, and he's... I'm the Bear, and we'll see you guys out at the games in Abbotsford starting next weekend when we're back here on our homestand. Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. Cheers.